0: Self mastery We discussed yesterday on Davchaf Aleph the importance of managing expectations by not over-promising and under-delivering, but rather by under-promising and over-delivering. And today we realize that that applies not only in your relationship with other people, where we have to be careful not to over-promise, but even in relationship to ourselves, that we shouldn't uh, or should be very cautious about making promises to ourselves that require us to deliver in ways we're not really up to or, or don't really plan to. And we see that idea expressed in the Pesach in vechachet." if you don't make an error, if you don't overpromise, and we're talking about to yourself, we're not even talking about ben adam lechaverol, we're talking about to yourself or ben adam lemakom, between you and Hashem. Even in that the privacy of that relationship, there's no need to overpromise because if you don't promise anything, there's nothing lost. You don't lose anything by not promising. And there's a beautiful Ramban on, on that posseq, where the Ramban draws the conclusion from that, is that it, it doesn't mean don't make a nedar in cases where nedarim are permitted, and in fact, encouraged. For example, when you bring a korban, you you make a nedar, and we've discussed that that's in fact the origin of all nedarim, is that, that halacha, that one is able to make a korban, one is able to attach kedushah, and therefore isurim and prohibitions to an object by dedicating it as a korban, or dedicating it to the Beit Mikdash, or nowadays giving it to, to giving it to tzedakah to some extent. Uh, and therefore... Those types of nedavot, the Ramban says, Mm -hmm. That's something that Hashem is in favor of. It brings kapara, it brings atonement. Mm -hmm. This is something Hashem finds pleasant. And so when you make a neder for the purposes of ziruz be mitzvah, which is part of the the context of the Mishnah that we're learning at the moment, uh, in in such a case, uh, it's important... Not that you don't make the neder, it's fine, you're making a neder which is a great mitzvah, but be very careful to deliver immediately. Don't delay delivery, don't procrastinate. If you have made a promise, whether the promise is to someone else, or the promise is to Hashem, or the promise is to yourself, don't procrastinate, you can procrastinate if there's no promise. There's no sin, there's no avera, if you never made the promise and you procrastinate. But if you've made the promise, pro, promise, then in there's, there's major risk. Because if you procrastinate and possibly come to a situation where you don't even fulfill your promise, there there's the possibility of hate, there's a possibility of, of sin, or you're just too late in executing on your promise. And says the Ramban, and if you wouldn't have made the, the neder in the first place, even though you're making a neder mitzvah, you're doing something positive with your neder, but had you not made an oath in the in the first place, you wouldn't have lost anything. There would be no chetz. So now that you've made a neder, you've taken almost unnecessary risk on yourself. You've done that for good reason. Just be very careful that kol uh, vatecha, that anything that you've actually mentioned, v'asita, that you actually will do it. V'asita, acharei If you do articulate a neder, then immediately act on it. Immediately execute on the neder so that there's no chance of procrastination and ultimately even uh, transgressing the neder. The so that's how the Ramban learns the posuk. But in our Gemara, it seems to go further. The piece of Gemara that we're dealing with seems to say, even making the neder is, is not such a good thing. Try and avoid making the darim altogether. And we have the, the famous statement of Rabbi Natan, Hanoder ki ilu bana bama vahamekaimu ki ilu makrivalav korbanah. A bama is a, an altar outside of the Beit HaMikdash. There was a period in our, in our history before the Beit HaMikdash was built where they were allowed to be bamot. There were allowed to be altars built outside of the Beit HaMikdash. Once the Beit HaMikdash was built, we, we weren't allowed to build bamot anywhere else. And Rabbi Nelson says that if you make a neder, it's as if you've built a bama, you've built an altar outside of the Beit HaMikdash. And if you fulfill your neder, rather than trying to go to a Talmud Chacham in order to get the neder canceled, uh, to get the neder undone, if you don't do that, but instead of doing that, uh, you actually fulfill the neder, then, says Rabbi Nathan, Ki ilu makrivalav korban, that's even worse. That's as if you're actually bringing a sacrifice on this bama which you've built outside of the Be'es HaMikdash. And the Gemara says we don't, uh, has a, there's a discussion between Abaye and Rovah as to whether we use that as a way of helping a person out of their nerder. So if somebody's made an error and comes to a Chacham, is the Chacham allowed to say to you, are you aware of what Rabbi Natan said? how serious a is. And if you were aware of what Rabbi Nosson said, would you have made the oath? And if the person says, no, had I been aware of what Rabbi Nosson said, I would not have made the oath, then we're able to unlock the oath for them, uh, so to say. But the, uh, the uh, conclusion of the Gemara is that uh, we don't use this law of Rabbi Nosson in order to check a person's potential regret about having made the neder in the first place. But getting back to the essence of what Rabbi Nasan says, um, Rabbi Yavor, Mikra. what is the posuk? Where do we get it from? That not only is it as if he's built, brought a sacrifice on an external altar, but even Nikra Rasha, he's called wicked. And that's learned from that same posuk that we started off with. If you don't make neder, then you won't have a, a there won't be a sin implying. But if you do make an edir, even if you fulfill your neder, that is sinful. And why is it called a rasha? The Gemara learns Exerah shavah from the from the word of techdal, and so it, it continues. What's important is when it says that. Um, If you make a neder, it's as if you built a bama. There are two possibilities of what that could mean. It could mean that you built a bama in the period when Bamot are permitted to be built, in which case it's not quite so serious. It's serious only because it might lead you to not fulfilling the neder or something like that. Um, But it also could be that you are being accused of building a bama in the period after the Bay Samikdash's construction where you were not allowed to build anymore in which case the mere saying of the neder is a problem now the run takes the first view and says we're talking about um the the, the, the um sorry the, the run takes the view that we're talking about the period where it was uh assur where you weren't allowed to build bamot so the run then goes into a very interesting discourse as to why this comparison, why is a person who made an nedr compared to somebody who built a bama? And the, and the Ramban says, because you might say, since the Torah said you should build an altar in the Beis HaMikdash, so building an altar is a good thing. So I'll build six altars outside the Beis HaMikdash. Surely that's a better thing. No," this says the, says the run. Pasha. It's true that the Torah allowed certain things. Um, but on the other hand, the adding to what the Torah has allowed is not adding to the mitzvah, just treating it quantitatively. We understand here the fallacy of thinking that more is better. The fallacy of taking something good and thinking that by multiplying it is it is necessarily good as well. Sometimes the good is by focusing on it, intensifying it, deepening it, rather than by expanding it into a multitude. And we do that so often. Sometimes we'll think that uh, it's important to finish uh, five pages of Gomorrah instead of maybe to understand one idea of Gomorrah really deeply and to go into it to do one mitzvah after the other, just to do lots and lots of mitzvahs, rather than to be careful that the mitzvahs that we do do are done mindfully, they're done carefully. So many things we do, uh, and we just check them off as actions that have to be done. And if it's just a transaction that has to be done, then the more the better. The more transactions we do, the better. But mitzvahs are not transactions, and interpersonal relationships are not transactions. And Limud Torah, the study of Torah, is not a transaction. These are all developmental activities that require time, uh, that require quality. And and to merely carry on building bamot, because Hashem said, build an altar for me in the Beis HaMikdash. No, and so the, the same applies to a nedir, says the You might think the Torah forbade certain things, and therefore for me to forbid many other things is a good thing. Because at the end of the day, one develops strength of character from, by resisting one's instinct. And so if I prohibit a whole lot of things that instinctually I'm attracted to, even though they're permitted by the Torah, maybe I'm becoming a much greater person, just as a Nazir does, so let me forbid bread, let me forbid water, let me forbid uh, wine, let me forbid uh, going on a a hike in the countryside, let me forbid things on myself, and then therefore by having to resist something to which I'm normally and naturally attracted, surely that will make me great, and that's the possible motivation of making a nether, no explains the run. That's like building a bama. that's like extending what the Torah wants quantitatively instead of qualitatively. And in fact, says the Ran, the idea of comparing it to bringing a korban, if one actually on the bama, if one actually fulfills a neder, says the Ran, because the whole idea of nedarim originates with korbanot. So Rabbi Natan's so um, comparison of the neder to a korban is very appropriate, says the says the Ran. And so we see that um, the, the, this idea of building a, a of making a neder. Is something which one might think is positive, but we're told no, it's not positive. So we're going further than the Ramban. The Ramban learns the pasuk of Echit meaning be careful to deliver on what you've promised. And the Ran says don't even promise because if if you're promising a matter of of isur, if your promise is one of forbidding something upon yourself, which the Torah allows, that in itself is uh, is considered negative, and the um the base the base it's quite interesting on the on the turin simon resh gimel uh talks about the fact that um how, how bad the it is to to make these isurium that one shouldn't make these isurim at all um and he says that that he, he brings the rashi and of course we know rashi on the is not really rashi but he he brings the rashi who says um that when it says that if you make a an Eder it's as if you've built a Bama, you've built an altar outside of the base it's not just that you've built an altar outside it's Lavoda Zora it's as if you've built a a Bama you've built a, a an altar for the purposes of idolatry, so that Rashi learns. This is much more serious than the Ramban learns in the Chumash, and that the Ramban learns on our Gemara and says this is even like an act of Aveda Zorah. And the Rebbe Yosef says that the Yerushalmi seems to support that view of of, the, of, uh, of Rashi. And it's interesting that the, he brings the idea that kolashomeli, it's roki If one gives into one's instinct, it's as if one is serving idolatry, um, and and therefore. The, the the whole idea of prohibiting things is well, the person might think I'm doing something wonderful because to give into my yetu is like idolatry so if I have with restrain myself then it isn't idolatry no but forbidding something which is permitted the uh, Yerushalmi and rashi holds is in fact like a form of avoidasura and what is the avoidasura what what idolatry are you serving you're serving your own ego you're doing it for your own self of pride sense of pride if you want to really resist your instinct, if you want to master your instinct, you don't have to create new situations to do so. There are enough areas that the Torah requires of us to do so. This whole piece of Gomorrah then moves on to talking about the mastery of anger, how negative anger is. So to be able to master one's anger, that's a positive thing. So if you want to resist your instinct when instinctually you get angry, to be able to calm down and take a breath and find a different way to approach the issue. Instead of expressing the instinctual anger, that's self mastery. That's koveshit to take some time that instinctually you would want to waste or instinctually you would want to de- dedicate to something frivolous, and to use that time for thought, for for learning, uh, for an important conversation. That's mastery, and that's the kind of mastery that it, that is mutar uh, to to decide to. Give some money to tzedakah, which one would instinctually want to spend on oneself or one's own family and to be able to give that to a cause or to another person. That's mastery. There are enough opportunities to master our instincts within the framework of Torah where we're serving Hashem and we're actually transcending our instinct. We're going beyond the instinct. We're not subjugating the instinct. We're not denying the instinct. When we use the darim we're denying instinct, and that's why the Vilna Gorn, for example, was against people undertaking unnecessary fasts, voluntary fasts. If you want to master your instinct, do it in an area that is allowed. Take time and dedicate it to, to Torah. Take money and dedicate it to, to Tzedakah. So, yes, we do have to master our instincts, and doing so makes us very great. But the area to master our instincts is not a, an area of Nadarim. And if we do use Nadarim, says the smag and the base Yosef brings, the Sefer mitzvot gedolot, do it in an area which is also positive, where you make an undertaking to do something positive. You make an undertaking to, to give tzedakah in such a situation that's a mitzvah and fulfilling the... Uh, the neder is is also an, an important mitzvah so do it in those kind of areas so that you're transcending your ego you're transcending your instinct you're not subjugating it but you're mastering it in the true sense of dedicating it to higher purpose and to the service of Hashem